0: On Perth 6PR, this is Remember When with Harvey Deegan. And time to welcome our waffle historian, Sean Cowan, to the program. How you doing, Sean?
1: G'day, Harvey. Pretty good. in yourself?
0: Yeah, going all right now. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. And, of course, uh, you're, t- you're going to talk about the history of derbies and there's a very colourful history to be uh, explored tonight in that regard, isn't there?
1: Certainly is. There've been some uh, some pretty ferocious ones over the years, and there's a fair bit of animosity in Waffle Derbies that's now you know spilled over into the uh, the Western Derbies in the AFL.
0: Righty ho. Well, how far back do Derbies go? Because we're talking here about obviously the South Fremantle East Fremantle clashes and those uh, involving West Perth and East Perth.
1: We are indeed, and, and in fact, and I'll explain it in a little while. But uh, those involving East Perth and Perth and West Perth and Perth as well, which for, oh, were for a little while uh, called derbies as well. But we'll we'll start at the start back uh, back at the turn of last century, and we, um, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, as a West Perth supporter, <laughs> uh, the the Fremantle Derby was the was the original derby, uh, and, uh, and and that was um, that was quite ferocious, and I, I think that's probably because it was. Um, uh, you know, it was almost fought along class lines. You know, South Fremantle was uh, in those days full of uh, wharfies and East Fremantle was uh, was more full of public servants and clerks. So, so you know, there was a bit of class warfare there when those two sides uh, played against each other. And and uh, uh, and it was um, I actually did a little bit of looking into when the term derby was first used, and the, the earliest usage I can find to describe the the match between South Fremantle and East Fremantle was in. Uh, uh, August of 1915. So um, we're talking just uh, very early in the days of World War One, uh, when we finally got that term. And, and there've been a lot of people try to take credit over the years for having used the term. It's pretty clear it was um, stolen from the Poms, uh, and, and they used it for their big horse races, uh, and also for their big soccer games and the like. And um, you know, uh, I know Jack Lee, the uh, the Fremantle historian, used to um, uh, credit it to one particular gentleman who um who was a me- prominent member of the Fremantle Club. Uh, but those early derbies, as I said, were pretty ferocious, and uh, and there were some good grand finals too. South Fremantle uh, took uh, sixteen and seventeen. East Fremantle took the first one back in the the nineteen uh and then there was uh, twenty nine and thirty. There were a couple again before uh, before we got to the the, the war era. But um, but certainly the, the there was no love lost between those teams. And East Fremantle was so successful that South Fremantle always seemed like the little brother.
0: Right, so overall, uh, who came out on top, do you think?
1: Oh, look, East Fremantle, certainly. They're the most successful side in um, in WAFL history. Uh, so it's hard to argue uh, any club other than East Fremantle uh, came out on top. But certainly in grand finals, you know, South Fremantle did pretty well. Uh, as I said, they took out uh, Derby grand finals in... 16 and 17 they lost them in in 29 and 30 um but then uh you know we we had uh, some more um derby grand finals um post-war uh, and in fact at the end of the war east from won in, in 45 but then there was a, a period of dominance for south that golden era of south from and they uh, they knocked off east from in 54 and then when we got to uh the 70s of course um they hadn't. Uh, that fifty-four grand final was the was the the last one for a while. It was the biggest gap between derby grand finals, and we got uh, nineteen seventy-nine. That famous grand final between East Fremantle and and South Fremantle. That South Fremantle was expected to win, but didn't.
0: Right. Well, now speaking of that, uh, why don't we relive just uh, a couple of uh, minutes of the. Uh, 1979 uh, Waffle Grand Final, which I think uh, did that attract a record crowd at the time to Subiaco Oval?
1: It, it did, yeah. yeah I thought nearly so. 53,000. Yeah,
0: incredible. Because uh, there was standing room, wasn't there, in those days? Mm. So you could uh, squeeze a lot of people in. Okay, let's uh, let's have a listen. This will uh, bring back a few memories. By the way, if you want to chat to Sean about uh, derbies, I know he'd love to take your calls on uh, 133 882. Here we go.
2: Turco to peak. Peek blazes away center half forward. Oh, look no, no, at that. Judge plays
0: on. Has a chance to give it
2: to Thompson. Shoots for goal instead. That and brings that. out six points, but what a clash of center
3: half forward. What a superb effort that was from Judge. We all thought he'd go back and have a shot at goal, but he didn't. He played on. Bahaja goes in short, looking for the backup of Carrot, who's played quite strongly. Tony Bahaja telling all his players to get back into defense, which is a good idea. Doug Green. Doug Green again. Great mark. He's played extremely well at centre half back for a man about whom there was a little doubt. Moylan coming out onto the uh, grandstand side of the ground. Lester Smith cleverly from behind. Taylor deep in the left full forward pocket. Oh, good hand passed it to Mario Turco who must score from oh, there Oh, that's it. Oh, beautiful play. That's the all.
2: 19-18, playing 15-16, 132 points to 106, East Fremantle leading, 23 minutes of the final quarter as gone.
3: And again it's the East Fremantle Mosquito Fleet, Mario Turco with four, Bahaja two, and Taylor with seven, that's 11, 13 goals between the three of them, which isn't a bad sort of an effort when East Fremantle have only kicked 19.
2: Champion peaked another champion, Bahaja looks for Thompson, quiet today, but he's creative. There he goes, puts the ball under the boot, does Might he, that's, it. that's his fourth, and that'll be a sealer for the 79 grand final. The
3: 1979 grand final is East Fremantle's 21-19, 145, to South Fremantle's 16-16, 112.
0: Well, there you go, uh, the Sharks, uh, old Easts, I think they were in those days. When did, when did they become the Sharks, just uh, digressing, Sean?
1: That was 80, 83, so yeah, that's uh, they right. only had a few more years after that.
0: That's right, and uh, Kevin Taylor with his seven goals I think was the Simpson medalist on that day.
1: Yeah, and what, what a great grand final it was. It was great to hear John Rogers' uh, commentary there as well, the the late John Rogers. And, and you might also remember, Harvey, that uh, the great uh, legendary East Perth figure Mick Cronin was a commentator with Channel 7 and and actually died uh, in the weeks, uh, early in the final series. It might have been the preliminary final. Uh, so he wasn't actually on the, the commentary team for that grand final.
0: Right. Uh, yes, I do remember that well. I was in, involved in uh, uh, footy production and commentary in those days myself. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, the World of Football show was a very, very sombre show the, the day after uh, Mick passed away. I do remember that very well. But you, you mentioned John Rogers there and uh, also uh, his co-commentator, I think I'm right, in saying was Arthur Marshall with special comments from uh, the great Steve Marsh.
1: Yep, I think that's right. That that's uh, that's certainly the two voices I picked there. So, uh, uh, you know, um, Marshy uh, amazingly is is still with us as well, and the uh, as far as I'm aware, the oldest living former waffle player.
0: Yeah, well into his nineties, he is indeed. Uh, Donnie of Spearwood wants to have a chat to you, mate. How you doing, mate? Mate, uh, what
4: 1979 Grand Final? Eh? I was there. Uh, and you know who was standing in front of me, Arnie?
0: I cannot imagine.
4: Mate, actually, he got picked up by the Eagles, and I reckon he'll be one of the best ruckmans going around if he didn't have Achilles problem. Laurie Keane.
0: Oh, Laurie Keane, yeah.
4: Like it was uh, He wouldn't be, I'm at 50, 60, 70, and I don't know, he, he wouldn't be very old anyway, so... Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: uh, and, a South, and a was, South Fremantle supporter, Donnie. He was a, a well known uh, South Fremantle supporter.
0: played to Serbie. <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: and let me tell you, um, I was there with my uncle, and there was absolutely, I mean, talking about the atmosphere, it, it was electric. And best football I've seen, Sean and Derby, is a great Stephen Markle. He yeah. and Reale, they played together, but Stephen Marco is the best that I have seen.
0: I think you're probably right about that. Good on you, Donnie. Thanks for that. I think uh, Don's brought back some memories there, Sean.
1: Yeah look it it was it was a uh, really hit quite a storied grand final that one and and you know the, the the names that you can you can sort of run through on both sides were, were quite legendary and I attended a an East Fremantle function just a couple of weeks ago I was lucky enough to sit on a table with uh you know Tony Bahaja and Brian Peake and uh um you know George Christie and Uh, Merv Carrot and a few of these others who, uh, now George didn't play in 79, but certainly uh, the others were were all there that day.
0: They were indeed. All right, well that's uh, just some of the action from one of, and probably the most memorable, I suppose, uh, Derby Grand Final involving the Fremantle teams, but uh, let's go to the sevens. Still staying in the 70s, but going back a few years in the 70s when East Perth seemed to line up for a lot of grand finals, Sean, but start favourite in a lot of them, and uh, quite often came a cropper. They just seemed to Mm. freeze on the day. And uh, let's have a listen to the 1971 grand final, which was Polly Farmer's, uh, as captain coach, final game here in WA, and he guided uh, the uh, Cardies as uh, they were known then and still should be, uh, guided the Cardies to a great win over the mighty fighting Royals.
5: Norm Nell gets a good hit, but it goes to Gillespie. He's battled hard all day. Shoots it over towards the centre. Malcolm Brown's working there. He pumps it over towards his uh, teammate there in McPherson. McPherson trying to go through several players. He does so, but he's not getting much support. On the half-forward flank there, And umpire, Lindsay Johnson, is going to bounce it down. 87 to 66. 21 points of difference, about 15 minutes gone in the final quarter. This is Curley driving the ball around towards the half-forward flag. Oh, just about a mark there by, uh, by Smith. Smith, uh, they finally get the ball down towards the full fourth. There's a the chance now for Dyson, running an open goal. This would seal the doom. A goal to West Perth by Dyson, and this could be the end, and it could be a Polly Farmer's grand final. His last game, the great Polly Farmer, and it looks as though that he has a grand final sewn up here in this grand final between West Perth and East Perth. Bob Graham bringing it away, the veteran for East Perth. He's down at left centre wing, all the way from the back pocket. Well, I'll tell you this, Brian, that both sides are very tired, and uh, I don't think that uh, East Perth have got anything left now to give to to get themselves out of this trouble. They're trailing by uh, 27 points, and we're approaching the um, 18-minute mark, and you couldn't possibly see uh, East Perth getting up. The ball back, and a mark to Polly Farmer, now what's the old Polly settle the game down, goes for a short pass to two uh, players there and the mark taken by Sheridan of West Perth on the, the, the half forward flank. He looks as though the, the uh, great Polly farmer is going out in a blaze of glory. The ball back towards centre field, where it's grabbed by um, West Perth's Winnon Winnon breaks clear, he's been a great player too. Runs about 40 yards, gets the ball out towards the half forward line and a mark taken there by Smith of uh, west perth on the half forward line burns eluding his co-sentiment Mel and gets the hand pass eventually over to mccauley he's claimed west perth bring it back again with the hand pass going over to shane sheridan sheridan gets the ball over to Curley. Curley gets it over to stephen smith Steady's down fires through the middle and that's the last nail of the coffin as far as East Perth is concerned. Time running out, the six-minute mark of the time on period. West Perth, 101 points to East Perth, 69 points. And I'd say there's the siren from West Perth, our premiers for 1971. A great figure for Collie Farmer playing his last game of senior football. And he goes out in a blaze of glory, coaching the West Perth side to a premiership in 1971 over here.
0: Yeah, that was chaotic scenes at Subiaco Oval because, Sean, the for some reason, everyone thought the siren had gone 30 seconds or 25 or 30 seconds, I think, before the end and everyone ran onto the ground and uh, they had a delay of quite a few minutes while they uh, cleared the oval and um, play resumed just for a short period of time. And I think the commentators incidentally were Lou Richards who was over here from Melbourne because I think that particular grand final was uh, telecast back to Melbourne and his co-commentators again, I think just uh, relying on memory were Brian Thurley and um, Arthur Bob Marshall. Miller, I think,
1: yeah. And I uh, Bob, Bob Miller, Miller Bob Miller, well, I,
0: I mean, yes, Bob Miller.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, that was a, a special grand final given Polly's last game. Though they did have a, a, a an interstate club carnival series here um, a, a week later called the Rothmans Cup, which actually Polly did play in for West Perth, who finished third uh, uh, in, in that contest. But, um, you know, that was a, a real disappointment for East Perth. It was their seventh grand final loss since they... Um, last tasted of the success back in 1959. And spare a thought for Derek Chadwick, who... Um Played from fifty nine to seventy two, but missed both the fifty nine and seventy two grand finals. So he he played in the seven grand final losses and and didn't manage to win one. Mm. Uh, you know, fantastic player, but uh, but a a, a a terrible record in grand finals, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and of course, uh, champion cricketer as well as state uh, cricketer yeah. was uh, yep. was Derek Chadwick. Well, look, you've brought back some fantastic memories tonight, Sean. Uh, we're indebted to you for that, and uh, no doubt you'll come up with something fantastic next time we uh, have a chat on. Remember When. Absolutely. Good on you, mate. Thank you very much for that. Sean Cowan, and he is our uh, waffle expert. We'll take a break, and then we're going to have a chat to Dr Kate Gregory. She's got a very interesting story about a special collection, a very special collection, of business ledgers that uh, were uncovered fairly recently in Japan and uh, in May of last year were donated to the State Library. The ledgers are from J&T Muramats, a business that operated from Cossack up in the Pilbara, now a ghost town, from 1891. So can't wait to have a chat to Kate about that.